Bills Fan Podcast. Chip can't shake shit. It's your boy Dave. It's Adam D. We're here. This podcast is brought to you by NumbBillsFan.com. Check it out. All of our shit is up there. Ooh, you said the, you said the, the naughty word Whoa. of the week. Word of the day. Yeah. Yeah, ho- hopefully I'm not breaking up everybody's mics. Yeah, no. You know, here at NumbBillsFan Studios... We're pretty, 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 pretty high tech. Yeah, we we got this. This is completely professional. You should have seen how we got that sound clip, that little snippet. It was pretty yeah. interesting. Regardless, today is 12-10-2015. For you people that are a little hard with numbers, 12 represents the month of December. All right, get on with it. All right. The Bills have the Eagles coming up. A lot of hype going up there. Want to give a shout out. To a guy on YouTube, Eat That Pussy 445. Oh, he's great. If you don't know he's, about it. He's the Wild Eagles fan. You had to have seen him posted up somewhere. He has the wildest rants. He goes on and on and on. And don't watch it at work. For God's sake, don't watch Don't watch Eat That Pussy on YouTube at work. And it's D-A-T, get it straight. D-A-T, that's right. But it, it, it's great. He he is just flipping out. Chip Kelly, trades with Sean McCoy. I, I'm not even doing yeah, him yeah, justice. No, and, no and just, not even close. Not even close. And if we weren't so lazy, yeah, maybe we load up his YouTube video thingy thing and throw it up here on the microphone. But I'm not doing that because I'm too lazy. I'm not editing more than I need to. So that said... Get on his channel and check it out. Imagine the person that you know that has the biggest mouth as a Bills fan that just constantly talks shit, just letting it vent, not caring who they offend, and he does it the best out of anything I've seen in sports. And it's not, you know, I don't really get a too fabricated feel. Obviously, there's a little showmanship, but it ain't, it ain't like over the top. It's raw, and he was not excited for the Sean McCoy trade, which is where we're going to start. I don't think anybody who likes the Eagles was a fan of that trade, and and rightfully so. You know, Kiko Alonso had a great rookie season here, and then he just became a liability. He can't stay healthy. His play hasn't come close to what he's what, what he showed his rookie year. We got, we got, the deal the deal of a lifetime on that trade. I can't believe that trade came to fruition. I mean, Rex and Doug Wade said it took twenty minutes. That call comes in. Hey, uh, it's Chip Kelly. Do you want Lashawn McCoy for Kiko Alonso, the guy that looked like he played at like a you know top rookie level for his rookie year? Yeah, I mean, top player for his position, but with you know ends up hurt the following year, obviously recovering from ACL. 
and then they trade him. The Bills traded for McCoy, and, and it's like, when I heard the trade, like, where, where, what were you doing? Because I think you blew me up. Yeah, I, I think I was at work. I think I was working nights when I heard about that. I couldn't. I saw it, and I'm like, okay, yeah, why not? No problem. You're yeah. telling me this 4-3 defense was perfectly fine without him last year? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. You're telling Kiko who? Oh, so you want to go value. So wait a second. You're going to trade a second-round pick out of the draft where EJ Manuel was taken. So you could look at Kiko even like your first. If you really want to justify being a Bills fan, this is how you let it ease in. Kiko Alonzo was your first-round draft pick, and EJ Manuel's <laughs> playing like that second-round draft pick, like a Jimmy Clausen that you take Yeah, in the no, I don't round. think you get to flip-flop him like well, that. Well, that's you what can I'm try doing. Them. You can try. So but... ride this magic carpet with me here. I wish I had my sunglasses on. I'm feeling hot. Oh, I'm feeling great. My hair is flowing like Aladdin. I'm in here. I'm just, oh, and I'm thinking, wait a second. Trade value. Oh, well, the Bills gave up two firsts for Sammy. And, you know, whatever. I thought the Bills roster was pretty talented. And, you know what? Frankly, the Bills fuck it up so much with the draft in the past, you can't guarantee that you get the right guy anyways. The NFL is probably the hardest league with that. Regardless, we got the second-round pick of Kiko Alonso. And I'm thinking, man, two years ago, my friend Sean and I, the Giants fan guy that we had on here before. Are you down with JPP on Twitter? Sean Timmerman. Also, we're, we do this fantasy league together where we're partners. It's a pretty high dollar amount to join in. And he likes to look at all this bullshit paperwork, like average draft position, because he'll do like 50 mock drafts like a dork. I'm, I don't believe in mock drafts as much as I should. <laughs> but regardless... It came down to LaShawn McCoy or Ray Rice. Well, Giants fans are like, I can't root for LaShawn McCoy. I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? I'm not taking Ray Rice. This is before yes. the scandal. I always felt like like Ray Rice is having a down year. The year that LaShawn McCoy, which this was the year we didn't take McCoy. We took Ray Rice. LaShawn McCoy breaks. He's the all-time rushing at the top. He's got the rushing title in the league. Top dude. So fast forward two years, and I see Kiko Alonso has been traded for LaShawn McCoy. I'm like, okay, yeah, a guy who could put up points? Are you kidding me? A guy who's as dynamic, you could say, is Barry Sanders, like the way he gets skinny and just he makes something out of nothing, and he's got some attitude? Yeah, where the hell do I sign up? Because I saw this kid successful. I mean, are you are you kidding? Yeah, that you do that trade any day of the week. A guy who could put up points and he could catch the ball. Okay. Oh, that's, and that's, oh, oh, by the way, he hasn't taken that many shots. Hey. And then you're thinking. Tread on them tires. Then you're thinking. Wait a second. What's up with Chip Kelly and all the Philly fans? You know, I was a... Not psyched. I liked rooting for the Eagles when uh, Andy Reid was there a little bit. So I was a Donovan McNabb fan from Syracuse, so 
Um, you know, that's when I started to pay attention to the Eagles when I was a kid. But, man, Andy Reid has a cool relationship with his players. They all love him. And it's really kind of interesting to see that he lets Deshaun Jackson go, doesn't re-sign Jeremy Macklin, Trent Cole, the defensive end dude, he's out. And, you know, I, I believe there might have been another dude too. And then you got LaShawn McCoy traded. It's like, I don't know what Chip Kelly's deal is. I'm not a coach. Everybody has their own philosophy. But the most recent example I could think of, of a guy who shredded a team, was Josh McDaniels with the Denver Broncos. And he shipped away the franchise yeah. quarterback yep. and the franchise wide receiver who are still playing. You could say Jay Cutler is probably playing, I don't know, shit. But either way, he was a franchise guy, and he's still the starter in Chicago. And Brandon Marshall is still catching a lot of touchdown passes. Last I checked. So now I'm thinking about Chip Kelly, and I'm thinking, wait a second. Jeremy Macklin and Deshaun Jackson together are insanely, you know, it's crazy when Macklin got hurt for he was out a whole year, but man, you you get those three guys, that three-headed monster, the two, two of the probably top ten fastest receivers in the NFL with Deshaun Jackson, I mean, and, and Jeremy Macklin, and you don't think you need to re-sign those. The guy, Chip Kelly, who, when you think about it, he came to the Eagles with Michael Vick as well, and if it was Michael Vick of when we were younger, in his prime, before he could read defenses, you're thinking, holy shit, this is like the perfect team for Chip Kelly to step into. You got these smaller, fast guys. Right. And here we are licking our chops at Chip Kelly, and we get Doug Marone, which, oh, by the way, for you Doug Marone apologists. Drink. Drink. For you Doug Marone people, it, me, when I got sucked in, oh, actually, him and Hackett ran plays faster than Chip Kelly did, you know, so, you know, hey, they're going to bring in some crazy offense. And it's like, man, I would have killed to have Chip Kelly at the time. At the time, yeah. You know, I mean, Colin Cullen from Oregon, he, he ran plays at a fast clip, kept busting ass, kept kicking, you know, like, just so innovative, so innovative. But in the NFL, dude wants to play GM, do his own thing, and then people like LaShawn McCoy are called out, call him out for being racist, whatever, and that never ends up well. And, you know, we'll dive into that in a little bit, but LaShawn's constantly getting, you know, roasted by the media after after all that. And it, and it kind of, you know, he's calling out Chip Kelly. He's got things to say. He felt disowned. Pennsylvania kid went to Pitt, you know, Got to be an Eagle for seven years since he was 20. You know, came in under Andy Reid. And he just gets traded away. You're talking like... That was their Fred Jackson, I would bet. Yeah, that that had to be You watch this kid grow up and, and take a couple years to really hit it. And he he's hitting it. He's humming along. And people want to say, oh, you know, he didn't have a great year his last year in Philly. But, wait, 1,400 yards isn't a great year from a guy. Are you kidding me? 1,400 rushing yards is not a great year. Us Bill fans are shitting our pants with, 
Oh, CJ Spiller, one out of three years, his yeah. third damn year, he finally gets 1,200 yards. Great. Cool. And you're talking, oh, okay, I'll take a kid who stays healthy. Yeah, I mean. You know? He has a little hamstring thing this year, but he's back. He's looking good. He's on He's on track. He can break a 1,000 and probably will. So, essentially, Chip Kelly, or, or, or I should say, LaShawn McCoy is getting grilled by the media, and, and and then you just, you know, he says, Chip Chip can't shake shit. And a lot of people are, are just going berserk over the clip, and Herm Edwards took it upon himself to go berserk, which we'll dive into later. But we got the clip coming up, but I just want to set it up. And there's a couple things I want you to pay attention to. There's a guy right next to, on LaShawn McCoy's left, to you people who don't want to think too much, it's the guy's head on the right that's facing you. Okay? Okay. You're there? All right, follow along. So if you go on buffalobills.com, find the LaShawn McCoy interview. These clips are all from that. The guy next to LaShawn McCoy, the only full visible face in the picture, his name is John Warrow. He writes for the AP. I don't know if he writes for the Buffalo News. I know AP. I should know all this shit before I trash him. When you watch these little interviews, the voices at the press conferences, like uh, at the press conferences, excuse me, start to add up. They're like, oh, that's Sal Maron from the DNC. That's Chris Brown. That's so-and-so. That's so-and-so. And there's a point where where he brings up the word, LaShawn McCoy brings up the word shit, and John Warrow, Warrow, who's the guy who's, LaShawn's like saying shit, and John Warrow goes, oh, I can't really say that. He goes, yeah, you can. LaShawn's like, yeah, you can. You can say shit, you know, because <laughs> he's trying to pad it like trying to be better than somebody else. Meanwhile, if you watch this interview, it's almost like the John Warrow show. It's John Worrell's right next to him, and he takes forever to get his his question out there. Start us on the words, and then like his third or fourth or fifth question in somewhere after he had his good couple. Chris Brown is trying to get a word in, and John Worrell just talks over him, and you hear Chris Brown. Chris Brown, shout out to you, man, for staying your ground. He goes, thanks, John. John won't <laughs> say the word shit. But he'll interrupt you like a rude little asshole. I ain't about that. Then don't be laughing at me. I'm dead serious. You know what I mean? Like, screw that. You won't say the word shit because you're too good for that. But you'll gladly interrupt him. And then you're trying to paint this picture for Shady McCoy to fall into. So, no, dude. He, he does this hemming and hawing bullshit to try to talk him into a freaking answer that he wants to steer. And I understand what the interviews are for. They ask questions because they have the article written partly in their head and they want to get it okay if he answers this i get it yeah that guy can frig off yeah he could frig himself but i'm not going to trash him because i'm not going to you know say you know how he looks i'm just going to critique his work but that said here's the clip you said what you said today listen man trip can't shake at all nothing he knows this that's why i said it i know him he's very intelligent so i i, I, I can read between the lines but like I said, I have nothing against him, no hatred. Um, we're not enemies. I, I, I won't say anything wrong to him, you know. But we don't have to. 
there's nothing for us to talk about at all. I mean, simple as that. So, like I said before, there's, there's some people that I do want to speak to, you know, the ownership and, and a lot of the different fans out there, uh, and a lot of players. You know, there's guys I still talk to now, you know, so that's, that's the biggest thing. What's it going to be like walking back into the link, place that you started your career at, played all those years at, when the three playoff appearances were? Uh, I mean, that's, that's definitely going to be weird. Just getting there at 20 years old, you know, and then having my whole career there. So that, that's for sure going to be weird. Going to the visitors' locker room, uh, traveling to the game, just all them different things, you know, because you grow to have like your routines, the way you come into the parking lot, um, you know, so many different things. But you can't get wrapped up in that. Um, and, uh, a lot of your teammates said they want to go out and get a win for you. How does that make you feel? I mean, that's, that, that feels good, you know, but just I watched. What was helping this situation? I watched a lot of other people, like Rex. He had to go back to the Jets. I see the way he handled it. Um, Clay, you know, and Richie, how they kind of handled it. So um, that's really helped me out. Knowing how I am, I'd have been going crazy. But kind of seeing them go through it and me being the last person, um, I got to be a professional. I, I, knowing how that team is, um, even though a lot of them guys over there, I'm friends with them, I could see them provoking the type of argument on the field or, you know, getting flags. That's stuff I don't do. But in a situation like this, I'm sure they'll be looking for me to, to retaliate and do different things. So I don't, I don't want to hurt the team as much as I want to go out there and play well. And at the end of the day, I'm going to play well against any team, you know. So now I don't want to hurt to have six, seven touchdowns in this game. You know? <laughs> so maybe more than any other week, you say, with Sean, you, you might be able to. Thanks, John. When you say Chip can't shake what you said, I, well, I whatever. Um, when you say that, and yet when you say you don't hate him or dislike him, how? how I mean, it, it, it seems to to contradict each other. Uh, I don't. I don't think so at all. Okay. I mean, how do you figure that? I don't. I'm sure there's people that you don't hate or, or have an issue with that you don't speak to. Right. I don't see what's the what's the what's the big thing of talking to somebody. I don't. We have nothing to talk about. I'm with the Bills. With the Eagles. It's not nothing. You know, we never had no great, you know, relationship, best friends. So it's nothing to really talk about. I don't, like I said, I'm not going to go over there to, to say this and say that to him. Nah, you know, for what? There's no need for that. But on the other end, there's no need for us to really conversate about nothing. So when you look back at any other weekend. I seen Coach Reed. I gave him a big slap on the butt, you know, hugged him up. Because <laughs> we had that type of relationship. I don't, right. I don't really, you know, we don't really know each other that well. Well. We're back. I think Shady said it how he wants to say it. I appreciate his honesty in that interview. You know, it was a little long in the middle, but we both felt like it should be played out, especially yeah, talking about Pennsylvania like we were talking about and and being an eagle and, you know, this guy wakes up from a nap to his phone blowing up like, yeah, yo, you been traded? That's how he plays for the Bills now. Yeah, how psyched would you be? Yeah, and you know Chip was on was on today saying it was about money. We were trying to clear cap space to get Sam Bradford. Okay, fine, but still. Wait, 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 wait! It's about money, but you signed Ryan Matthews. Okay? Yeah. Yep. For not that much, but probably more than Ryan Matthews always injured should go for. And then you get Demarco Murray. So you're telling me you spent more on the running back position? And oh, guess who's hurt? Both of those guys at times yeah. during the year. Yep. 
Ryan Matthews is limited again this week in practice. May or may not play. DeMarco Murray is a third-string running back and then decides to voice his opinions. He got the third amount of carries on in, in the last game. like the, Yeah. You know, and, and then he, t- he ends up pretty much sitting with the owner on the airplane like, yo, what's, what's up with this? I don't blame him. Yeah. That said, um, hearing LaShawn talk about going back and, and, and really painting that picture, that was deep, man. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't know about Deacon, but I tend to side with the players on a lot of this stuff. I, I at least want them to have, um, not saying that, that it's me, but I at least want to take what they're saying at face value. And what I like about Shady, he's going to swear. He's going to do his little walk-off, which is awesome, at his interview. You know, he's like, y'all know who's up next. And not for nothing, that's him being himself. And I would rather have somebody express themselves like that than to be all uptight and say, yeah, I'll shake his hand. No problem. Hey, it's business. It's just business. No, because he definitely took it personally, and, I mean, good for him for standing his ground. You know, you have you have Herm Edwards out here flipping out, straight flip, blowing his top about this topic today. But I say good for him. And if you listen to the Herm Edwards clip, look that up. Oof, yeah. You want to talk... Douchebaggery. That's her words, man. Yeah, and, he's and out like here. His... He's out here on shady, saying, you know, get, getting on his case about professionalism. But this guy is on eleven the entire time. It's the most unprofessional thing I've ever seen. And then when, and then when the other guys on the panel, one being a former dude, Woodson, like yeah. going. Hey, Herm, actually, what's he do? I'm done talking about this. I'm done talking about this. Really? You're done talking about it? Oh, this is why I don't want to be in coaching. Dude, I doubt your phone is even ringing at all for coaching. <laughs> it's been I don't seven even years. think they want you to hold the water. Don't be mad Rex took your job. I totally took Adam's thunder there. Yeah. <sighs> That's what you get. Point being, Herm wants to have this, this huge attitude. Yeah, he just seemed incredibly salty, like way saltier than you should be about a grown man saying the word shit. Just in general, like this isn't why I want to coach. The, oh, the players these days and the kids these days, that's all I'm hearing. And it's just incredible that this big mess is made because Chip Kelly is trying to say all the right things and he's saying, oh, I'd shake his hand. And he's trying to be a phony shit show. And next thing you know, you got McCoy saying, fuck that dude. I ain't shaking shit. I know his MO. I know his deal. Yeah. It's not anything that he has any interest in. Again, good for him. Yeah, really. I mean, good for him. Like, And people like Herm Edwards out there. You know, let, let's break some shit down. They just want to put on this fake thing, the media. And yeah, I guess technically we're part of the media, but there's a fake thing of censorship. This is really what it comes down to. 
I think it's a, I think it's a thing of censorship. And what I mean by this and how this ties to Herm Edwards before you're like, Dave, you're so stupid. I'm checking out. And then I hear my friend Dean go, Adam is so quiet, so much more quiet. I just talk more boisterous. And Adam is more like up and down. Point being, Herm Edwards doesn't want a coach because he doesn't want to deal with the players because the players are classless. Hey, Herm, when you were coaching, Twitter was starting to blow up. Social media, you know, Facebook, you had your mindset, whatever. It wasn't where it is now. And the guys, I think, back then, yes, were more coachable because a lot, I feel like that generation that he was coaching would have been easier to instill morals and values. And, I mean, just look at people, how respectful kids are now. You can't uh, – you guys get what I'm saying. It just gets worse over time, it seems, parenting. So the kids end up bastards, you know, <laughs> like me. You know, oh, just boy. mouthing off, getting a lot of shit. And it's like Herm just wants to play, and, and these media guys just want to play in this fantasy world that – Hey, you should be an outstanding person and just shake his hand if he says he wants to shake hands. Well, LaShawn clearly don't want to just do that. He's not really focusing on that. It's just, I have no reason to talk to Chip. Why do I need to talk to Chip? There's nothing to talk about to Chip. Right, because what, what happened between between them, ultimately... Chip was in the role of the general manager of the team when he had to make that decision. And you don't you don't ha- you shouldn't have to deal with that on the field. You don't see you don't see Doug Whaley walking out saying, "Hey guys, here I am after a game." You know what I mean? That that I feel like w- when the coach also handles the personnel like that, I think it makes for a weird dynamic. And that's a rare thing. I mean, obviously the say Belichick, but think about this yeah. though. At the same time, Oh, LaShawn McCoy got no notice. Da, da, da. Well, word on the street was that LaShawn McCoy was being shopped. Now, if you think you're LaShawn McCoy and you deserve to be let that known, you know, I don't know if it was right or wrong how Chip approached it. I'm just going for Shady's aspect. But from Chip's side, he might not want to know because then he's not going to want to play for you. And I, and that's it. That's the business end of it. Well, I mean, Chip's out here apologizing about it. Whatever, whatever. Dude, keep your mouth shut. I don't. I don't care, man. I just want to watch some football. This has been. I mean, it's been a really fun week for the Bills in the media. Like, I've been so entertained with all of this. I, I mean, dude, I'm so entertained. But the problem, I'm like really hung up on. I know you don't care, but as always, I got to stir the pot. The thing I'm really like that series really hung up on is that a player is actually honest and he's getting shredded for telling his true feelings that my business is done with this dude. I don't need him in my life. I don't want to talk to him. I don't want to do the right PR. I don't give a shit because what is it? You know what I mean? And when players come out in interviews like that, I really respect that, you know? And it's like, I, I, it's all just a crock of bullshit. You know, you should see John Worrell's face in the interview on buffalobills.com with LaShawn McCoy. He says the word shit. His eyes open yeah, up. His little, his little eyes bulge right out of his head. 
Meanwhile, this Beady guy little eyes popping out. <laughs> meanwhile, this guy who was never taught manners from his parents back to parenting, he can't even not interrupt. You know, like he he can't just find a, a gentle way. So he won't say the word shit, but he'll be an asshole or lack manners, or be like that guy in a Subaru today just. Right at me. It's like, dude, I didn't want to merge at the same time. Yeah, I drive like a doucher, but I didn't want to merge at the same time when there was a big truck. What do you want from me? You want to box me off so I go die in the valley and, and hit a tree? No, man. Like, Dave drives a full-size van like it's a Mini Cooper. I'm not here to mess around. And if you come to the game with me, you know, as Dean Milak knows, you better hold your alcohol because you will yeah. puke or just spill all the beer in my back row seat. Thanks, Dean. Yeah. If there's maggots, you're coming to clean it. Oof. It stinks in there. I've been in there. But. Actually, I think I got in and said, hey, your van smells like Dean. It really does. <laughs> Dean Milak, the video coming soon. This is a teaser. We're just really promoting it. Maybe that's what we'll put together today. The Dean Milak Chronicles. Dean Milak, let's get into this real quick before we rip on John Worrell some more. But Dean Milak is an old friend. He played drums in a van that Adam and I let me in for some fucking reason <laughs> yeah but whoops i don't the know biggest mistake of their life it, nah whatever and i'm over it dean even at 12 has always been drinking he is <laughs> there could be tragedy around him god damn it i'm drinking you know i'm just gonna drink and he's a good time but you get shot you get excited intelligent bill stock on the way up as he's cracking brews and then you have good tailgate talks, busting chops. Then you get the game. Yeah, things are all good. He comes down. He's like eight rows behind us. And then he comes down, halftime, annoys the people that are next to me. They hate him. Then he goes back to his section, annoys the people near him. They, they hate, hate him. him. And the worst part about the people he sits near is he was a visitor with them like the year prior, and they hate yeah. him. Yeah, I was there. I was there. So meanwhile, you know. I should talk for myself, because here I am, guy almost getting in a fight with the kid behind me as him and his dad threatening me that they're going to break my jaw. And it's like, okay, dude, keep talking shit. Anyways, that's all settled, so I'm all good. Everything's good. Like those No guys, stadium wars. I don't want to hook. I don't want to ever mess up the high-five tradition. I can't do that, so I want peace with all my neighbors, because I'm not hard. I just talk a big game, because I really got bills to pay. I ain't going to jail. It's not worth losing your seats. Regardless, you got Dean Milak who just comes down, just starts screaming obnoxiously, and then on the way home, he is nowhere to be heard from yeah, he's, because his neck just cocks back like he's decapitated. He, he's out. He's just mouth wide open. It's it's great. And then if you ask him something about the out. game, he'll say something about my mom or something. Uh, okay, dude. Goddamn mother. Yeah, it's awful. It's Dean's awful. the best, man. He's great. All right, I digress. So there's Dean. Look for the video coming. Check our YouTube channel on YouTube, Numbills Fan, or just NumbillsFan.com is a portal. So back to John Worrell being a douchebag. So Chris <laughs> Brown actually cuts him off, or, or Chris Brown has McNuggets, as I said earlier, to go. Yeah, um, thanks, John. As John just blabbers over him. Yeah, he just bulldozes right through the middle of his question. And then he decides, 
you know, later on, it's just so funny. John's trying to talk him into a stupid question. And it's like, I just want the handcuffs of the censorship to be off. You know what I mean? He didn't say crazy shit like go burn something down or some terrorist thing or something that bad. He said the word shit, which your three-year-old probably says the word shit. My five-year-old definitely says the word shit. Great parenting. He gets Again, in trouble. He gets in trouble Adam for Adam Deacon, non-Bills fan, Adam D. If you want parenting advice, there's probably like 30,000 other Twitters you could find. I'm- yeah, don't go to mine for parenting advice. If you want Bills talk, you've come to the right place. Regardless... Again, I said this before, fuck the kids. It's time to grow up. They have the internet and their cell phone. I don't want to hear about this bullshit that you can't swear. We try not to just say fuck, fuck, fuck everywhere, and I'm sorry for getting in trouble at work too bad. Put on headphones. I don't care. Do your thing. But this is real life. I'm trying to promote real life, and I'm just over interviews and all this PR nonsense where people just got to say all the right things and they're censored because of advertising. That's why everything's censored. Here I am yelling. They're censored because of advertisements. Because everybody wants to pretend that this Protestant state, you know, everything, let's get a little crazy here. You know, it's all, you just want to make everything seem that everything's going great. You don't worry about your neighbor's business. You don't worry about that. And it is what it is. And everything's going fine. But we all know behind closed doors, it's not. No yeah. one's perfect. No. Stop pretending be yourself just be a respectful human or maybe being. maybe we're delusional and we just think everybody's a bunch of pigs like we are i'm not a pig all right well i guess i speak for myself i digress um great transition this is great podcasting yeah. my starbucks is cold we had that drop in there sound boy be right even, back i don't even have any starbucks you don't so. need starbucks I need all, I mean, you do. I need all the Starbucks. But here we are, and you have all this censorship, and it's like, God forbid, and I say that in vain because I don't give a shit, but God forbid, LaShawn McCoy speaks his mind. And that's why it's so funny. Like, yeah, Rex Ryan might seem like a blowhard to people, you know, but at least he tells it how it is. And he's the first coach that I really, that, that the Bills really dealt with where he is flat out honest. And it's not just coach speak. He's saying things that are deep. Like he's already on top of it, and and it's it's great work. Like I like that Rex is real. I like that Lashawn is real. I like you know just let it out. Even Sammy Watkins, Mario Williams, let it out. Cause you know what? It's more entertaining. That shows me you have a pulse in 2015. Right, right. I yeah. I think it's I think it's pretty special that. There's so many players on the team who are willing to vocalize that they they want to win and they want to be more successful and that they, they have a plan to do so. And you see that starting to come together. We're seeing we're seeing flashes, you know, the offense is clicking. We're we're scoring points. It seems like you would think on paper or from what they're painting the picture to us, because they might have a savvy PR department. At least what I'm getting is that 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 this team is an open team. You're hearing stories constantly of guys getting together outside of practice without the coaches, really working on time and really working on everything. And, you know, quite honestly, there's an interview with Watkins 
and Tyrod Taylor. And I almost wonder if that's a PR thing, like to be phoned in, like, yeah, we get along great, whatever. But really, I don't think they would do it if it wasn't real. You know, because they do have a connection now. This is a real thing, you know. And these dudes are talking real. Now, now Tyrod's a little bit buttoned up. But, hey, man, he's meddling. He was behind Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco don't say shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Joe Flacco breaks his ankle on a skateboard. He goes, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. I don't know why my neighbor called the GM to tell him I was skateboarding in my driveway during the playoffs. I think it was. But I could be totally wrong. Either way, it's like nice to see these guys come out. And then you got this bullshit guy and John Warrow who's writing the same articles that are just so easy to write about. No playoffs. About LaShawn McCoy. Or not LaShawn McCoy. About what do you do if Tyrod Taylor gets hurt? I don't know. We suffer. Or we don't even know what Tyrod Taylor is at the time that that article is written. Like... What do you do if anybody gets hurt at the quarterback position? You don't know. And here's Captain Obvious pretty much hijacking this interview. And it's just this crap is a waste of time, man. You're in shock. The guy says shit. He tells you to say the word shit. And no, nope, you're some great probably, I don't know, just some great Christian man. And paint whatever picture you want with that. Well, there's nothing wrong with being Christian. There's no, there's nothing wrong, wrong with that. Being but you know what I'm dick. saying? That dude is a dick. Again, he won't say the word shit because he's got this. Well, he's a professional. What are you gonna do? Get fired? Okay, maybe. But I mean, you're not technically saying it. That's what he said. You're quoting him. I'm just over this censorship crap. I'm really the over people getting roasted for being themselves and being real. And that's like why we have this podcast is it spit it to you real. Now I'm not going to go out there and go badger a guy and say, man, that guy ain't trying. That's the biggest thing I hate about sports, especially when you didn't have as many athletes when we were kids doing media as you do now, you would hear that a lot. And still you hear it on the radio. You know, I think he gave up in the fourth quarter. Let me tell you something. I don't think they got that far by giving up. And that's the shit that we're trying to filter here. I'm going to give LaShawn McCoy the benefit of the day on this. You know, and and he will get shit on his racial comments accusing Chip Kelly of getting rid of the the, the star black players. Now, you could go one of two ways. You could just say that's a crock of shit. Right? Yes. But what I think is I think there's things behind the locker room. There's people talk. And there are general things that you know about people, but you don't know where that started. And there could be something deeper. This could be something that comes out in a book like 20 years. Or LaShawn McCoy could just be off his rocker and whatever. But he could also feel that way. Yeah, I mean, if that's how he feels, that's how he feels. What they do, replace five offensive players and four defensive players since last season? Yeah, it's a hell of a rebuild. Not that we're one to talk. But here you are, you're the Eagles. Back to Eagles mm-hmm. time, baby. But here you are, you're the Eagles, and you're in this dumpster-ass division. Yeah, you're tied for first at 5-7. and seven. Are you kidding me? Damn it. What? Where do we sign up for that? Can we, can we get a transfer? Before you know it, Dallas is going to win the division. And, um, you know, Matt Castle's going to look like... The, the, 
right. No? Okay. Okay. Either way, I think with this Eagles game, I we said this last podcast, we touched about it. I think LaShawn McCoy obviously has had this circle on there. Now, what I like about LaShawn, on LaShawn time with this game, is he's like, this game ain't about me. He goes, if I rush for, in that interview, we didn't have the whole interview there. It's eight minutes long. But in that interview, he's like, if I rush for 200 yards and we lose the game, what the hell, like, what does that say? Right, yeah. And, you know, he he says, you know, he doesn't want to do anything that's going to hurt the team. He's got to keep his emotions under control. He doesn't have to not play with emotion because I'm sure he will. And I think it, I think it has the potential to be a great thing when he does. But he can't let it get the best of him. If those guys start start ribbing him, start start talking shit out there, he's just got to stay cool, you know? It ain't about LaShawn, man. It ain't about Chip. You got two guys there, but, I mean, it is the NFL. It happens. I feel bad for LaShawn. LaShawn says he's happy in Buffalo. He, you know, he mentions the Andy Reid years, and then, you know, now he he didn't even know Chip Colley. And I got nothing to say. I'm here now. I'm happy. I feel like I used to. And I'm sure he's happy because you could say the easy thing. He got paid, but he's happy because he's in a spot where people want him. And let me tell you something. It's finally clicking in my head that we have LaShawn McCoy on the Buffalo Bills, man. Yeah. I can't believe it. We have you know, one of the best running backs in the league again. And it's it's awesome. And the Bills are the number four rushing team. Yep. And I, I can't, you know, I can't believe it. And, and you know. To, and, and you want to know what's really nice is uh, the Eagles are actually 27th against the rush. Really? So I like, I like that matchup. Now the Eagles trounced the shit out of the Patriots. They crushed it somehow. But what I think happened with that game, from not watching it, not watching stats, I watched, not watching I watched, much, I, I watched highlights. I watched part of it. Here's what, seemed, here's what seemed to happen. You could say maybe the injuries are actually finally affecting Brady. Okay? Which, by the way, Terrell Owens was signed to the practice squad. Did you see that? Yeah, Patriots signed Terrell Owens to their practice squad. Now, you guys can... Send me, you know, some hate mail or some tweets. Numb Bills fan. Um, I want to see that come to fruition. I always want to see him get activated. Yeah, yeah, because you know, Terrell Owens was on the um, when he was on the Bengals. You know, Marvin Lewis was making reference that T.O. stayed way after Chad Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco left practice. You know what I mean? Like he was really dedicated, and he had a good season. And then he ended up going out of the Seahawks and getting getting cut in camp that next year, and he's been out. Mm-hmm. And the one beef I have with, with T.O. is I would love to see this this story succeed with him and Tom Brady because you want a smart football player who could catch the ball. And that dude is that impeccable shape. I, don't, I think he just wants somebody to, to learn fast. But the thing is, if you activate him, I believe that puts him off for another four or five years, whatever the Hall of Fame limit is. Oh, yeah. So I think that's why he's on the practice squad. I don't think that, you know. So what I'm getting at is Julian Edelman, I haven't seen anything for when he'll be back. I think 
that the Eagles, or I should say, yeah, that the Eagles got lucky. And frankly, the Patriots had all the Bill stuff happen to them in a season in one game. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's really it. And I don't know how the hell. So if you look at the karma situation, which certain situations in my life, I like to think about karma, preferably the ones that favor me. But (laughs) stop laughing at me. I'm serious. But the Patriots get to get their one game of awfulness out there, and then they're probably going to coast for a few more games. You know, all right, yeah, we got a two-game losing streak. All right, yeah, we're going to go go win the rest, guys. You know, and and then they're good to go, and they're on softball through another 10 games next season. So I feel like the Eagles, they're hit or miss. You don't know what you're going to get. Sam Bradford is a clear upgrade over Mark Sanchez. No. Okay, I'll give you that. Look, that's the stats show. I I wouldn't want either one of them. I was curious to see again with Sam Bradford. I want to see the kid healthy, and, you know, he gets unhealthy, as always. Yeah, there was uh, an interview on showing a bulldog with a dude from Philly. And he mentioned, he's like, and I totally forgot about this. Like, I, I don't think I ever caught on that. The Eagles are interested in Tyrod Taylor. Yep. Passed on it though. Which is crazy because imagine him running that offense that Chip Kelly. I mean, that seems like the perfect guy. No, he's, he's good where he's at. I mean, he's definitely good where he's at. <laughs> he's good where he's at. If you're looking at the whole Chip Kelly experience here, but I, I don't know I don't know what to think as far as scheme wise, like allegedly they they run like five plays, the Eagles. And it's just constantly They run them fast though. Right, right, right. They run them fast. And guys on the Bills are saying, you know, we're not really gonna have we're not gonna have any time to make subs happen. And it, meaning, you know, guys from the offensive side of the ball come off the field for the Eagles and the Bills you know, bringing the right personnel. Meaning, if you have a wide receiver come on the field, you don't want a linebacker covering him because then that's obviously a mismatch, and that's what the quarterback looks for. Those big-ass numbers, they mean something because all the numbers, they have certain numbers for positions. That way you know. There you go. So you'll never see a cornerback with, like, a defensive line number like 99. He'll be in the 20s usually, 30s. That said, the Bills have had a lot of trouble getting in and out of plays. Like, really in and out of plays defensively with, with packages. And and I think that as a as a viewer, the, the, the defense has definitely underperformed. And I think any edge you can get, which is simplifying, I think is, is for the better. It's kind of like songwriting. If you, if you go to write a song and... Sometimes you try to you, you try to make a part better than the next part, and you're kind of. But really, you could just take away something on, say, the drums, or just chop something out, and it and it makes it it just makes it hit harder. And sometimes you just gotta dial back. And I and I think that the Bills defensively should really honestly scale back. And 
put in some some versatile players that can cover both. Like like Manny Lawson has mentioned is all over. I I yeah. imagine he's going to play most of the game. Yeah, but just let him surprised. scale back, let him react. Because man, if they want to run that fast clip offense, good. Get him a three and out. Get him a three and out. Get him putting the ball. And just keep putting on points. And I think that this Bills offense is humming. Sammy Watkins has been proved to, yo, look my way. Throw me the ball. I'm going to knock it down or I'm going to catch it. So don't worry about it. That's what he's telling Tyrod. Literally. And it's come to fruition. Now, Tyrod isn't too good as far as statistics. He's not really an intermediate thrower. No, his his deep ball is is nice though. Right. And he has like nine yards per play. Yeah. Average, which is insane. And he was at like eight earlier in the year before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty good. So I can't wait to see what happens because sometimes this defense for the Eagles just it's legit. And I'd be curious to see the game plan and and i just hope that the bills are just simple they're firing all cylinders and the offense takes advantage of their opportunities because i think that this bills defense can really handle what this team has to offer even if gilmore's out which he's out i feel is he definitely out 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 yeah he's out okay they confirmed it okay yeah he is 100 percent ruled out that's your injury report Leotis McKelvin is starting in his place. Um, and it's doubtful that uh, Nigel Bradham plays this week, too, which is tough. Okay. Um, a lot of people will say that Nigel Bradham hasn't had a good year in this defense, and I might have to agree. Yeah. I, not. And you got Doug Whaley to give you guys for offseason plans, saying that that left side of the line – Incognito and Cordy Glenn is a priority. Um, I think Rex is the kind of coach you can give him a lot at linebacker, and, and he'll make something work. That said, the guys that they were left with haven't been working too well either. Yeah, um, Tony Stewart went to the IR this week. No way. Yeah, he's, I miss he's that? done. AJ Tarpley got activated off the practice squad. Really? Tarpley's back. Um, got Reddick. Linebacker's kind of thin right now, though. It's not looking great. A um, couple other injuries, too. Uh, Ron, Brooks is, Ron Brooks is day-to-day right now. And uh, Miller, he he was out with that ankle. He was limited at practice. Yeah, He's, he was actually out there, though. Yeah, he he was out there today. Um, like I said, limited. Limited, but he was, he was on the field. You know who else was on the field today? I heard. My dog. Aaron Williams. I heard. Aaron Got- Williams on the field. But how about Jordan Mills, too, on the right tackle spot to wrap up O-line? Not to cut you off. Yeah. But. Yeah, he was he was taking. Uh, he was starting. He was and taking I guess those first team Sontra reps. was due to illness. But I wonder if they want to go with a hot hand. I don't know. You know, I'm not the coach. This is where I wish I was watching the film with them. And you could see what, you know, how how well he did with their scheme and what they wanted to do. How his execution was, frankly. But, yeah, Aaron Williams activated or at back of practice. Cleared for practice. Um, he's n- he's not going to be playing this week and probably not next week either. And uh, But it was a shocker that he was even practicing. Yeah. So how do you know? They're saying, they're saying that he's he's 
trying to determine whether he's going to keep playing or not. He said he's got to take a couple hits to to really feel out where he's at. But that's that nerve shit, man. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, error, man. You got a, your whole life ahead of you, bud. I know you're listening. Same with you, Lashawn. Lashawn, tell Aaron to take it easy, bud. Take it easy. <laughs> but I'm excited for this game, man. Yeah. Gonna, I can't wait. It's going to be a doozy. I can't wait. Th- this is, you know, game number two of win out, baby. And I want to see, you know, this whole Chip Kelly thing go away. I think the Bills are going to – obviously, I always pick the Bills. Not that I do picks ever because I think it's lame because I'm a Bills fan and I could talk into a win or a loss either way. And my heart's on a race thinking about that L word. But yeah, man, I'm just hoping the defense can hold it together. We're missing guys on all three levels now. You know, we're still down Kyle Williams up front. We're thin at linebacker, like we talked about. This defense is depleted, man. Gilmore's it's out. It's you know, and then then you're kind of worried because you're you're hearing murmurs a couple games ago that Darius was tired, you know, and. Man, that defense, that's why I'm saying that I feel like if you take out variables of screwing up, like substitutions, right? If you take out that variable and you strip it down a little bit and you play simple, it. if somebody does get hurt further past where you're at, everything makes sense. You know what I mean? Like everything just kind of flows together because everything's simplified and, and you're not going to have to think as much but who am I I'm not a coach I don't want to tell Rex how to do it but I think for this game if they don't have many plays I think you keep it simple I think you mix up the looks do whatever you got to do you know they've done crazy shit like throwing Kyle Williams as a defensive end out there you know some crazy formations and all because you have x amount of guys out there doesn't mean you need substitutions for different for different looks you know but what's going to be interesting is I can't wait to see Bakari Rambo play. This kid just has a knack for finding the ball. His his instinct is just incredible. Yeah. Like, to make that big hit on Cecil Shorts the third, that was crazy, man. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be up to some of these some of these guys to really step it up. You know, Bakari Rambo. I think he you know he could be a game changer for sure. Preston Brown, um, I think he, you know, I expect to see him step up. With some people think he's down a little bit too. Uh, a little bit, but he's still he's still effective. He's they got to step his game up in coverage and Madden because he covers pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, in real life. And Madden, I know EA, you're listening, but separate game over that. The same practice. Talk about the game, man. Man. Keep these keep these dumb personal fouls out yeah. of the way, like we keep saying. Up Tyrod's deep ball accuracy and make Rambo better too, because I think Rambo, I think Rambo could cause a lot of shit. We could, I mean, you want to save cap room? I don't know. You what do you do? Do you extend Rambo? Maybe ask Aaron Williams to take a pay cut? I mean, I know that's like out of this we world. Got, they wouldn't. They we wouldn't gotta see what we gotta see what happens with Aaron Williams. And the, the thing that the thing that's crazy about the Aaron Williams situation is he's such a good he's such a good safety but he's it hasn't even felt like 
we were like beat up at that position with him out. I don't know, man. I, I feel the opposite, dude. I feel like that that man. position was starting to get questionable. I don't know. I think I think the guys that they they had step in there when they were having Leotis step in and Rambo and even yeah, Duke Williams. I, I I saw all three of those guys make really good plays out of that position. I don't think Duke Williams so much on the run. Yeah, but I mean Duke Williams. I will never understand why the last game I really remember seeing Duke Williams getting a bunch of time in. Why Corey Graham blitz and Duke Williams hung back. You know, and what do you know? Tom Brady exposes him. And it is what it is. Either way, this team needs to get its head out of its ass defensively and stay consistent. Keep it simple. They're only running five plays. The Bills should have plenty. If this defense is up to task with this high-speed offense, almost look at it like they're not going to, which is the truth, they're not going to be able to wind the clock down as much. So you could pretty much have two and a half to three quarters of football, of normal football, of plays ran for the Eagles as you would in two quarters. You know what I'm saying? If, if they're firing all cylinders. Like, they could put up a lot of plays if they're running a lot of uh, – uh, at a fast clip. At the same time, I'm looking at it like that's two and a half to three quarters of opportunity. It's almost like you're getting another half half quarter to extra quarter if they're going to keep that super high tempo the whole time. And I think the faster they go, I think it's better for the for the defense. I think it's just going to simplify them. Yeah. My my last thought on what the Bills need to do against the Eagles Sunday is keep it keep it warm at halftime. Third quarter the last few weeks has been real rough for the Bills. Um and it's it's better to not have to to rely on clutch. I mean, we've been pretty clutch fourth quarter. I mean, this past week especially. Wow, what a, what a finish! But yeah, just just come out and and make sure you get something on the scoreboard. I had I had through. a question for you actually before we bounce. Yeah. Um. So, I have an answer for you. So maybe I really th- I really think that um this game. I'm a I'm a believer that that football, obviously everything is execution, everything is variables. Having eleven guys on one side of the ball line up against another eleven guys, there's always going to be a flaw. Execution, execution, execution. And I felt like the last game, the Bills had a couple brain farts, you know. Mm-hmm. And Robert Woods catches exactly what I'm talking about. He knew it. Just damn it, I just thought I had two feet in, and yada yada yada. Um, it was just such a routine play. Like he was at, I think it was just super calm which is great to see that they're calm but you you don't want to see the team slip up and you have to take advantage of your opportunities and what I want to see is the the Bills really coming out and and stomping it out Deacon's gonna sneeze do it do it just do it come on oh great podcasting but but again I, I think that with the effort this team has put in there, they're taking advantage of it. And and offensively is really where I'm talking. And it's unfortunate that Dan Carpenter, you know, left four points on the board last game, and it really stressed us all the hell out. But to me, as a Bills fan, I'm so used to this team stressing me out that it's like anything could happen. Even if Dan made those kicks, I feel like, 
we would have been in a situation where, uh-oh, we got to hold on. We got to hold on. Right. And I what agree. I want to ask you is, did you happen to appreciate that Dan Carpenter owned it? Like, you know, like, here's what I'm trying to say is. he. Had I appreciate to- that he chopped off his long, luscious life. No, he, uh, he accepted responsibility for it and. That interview was awkward, man. They, they, I, yeah, I think, yeah, they. John Murphy made it sound like he made himself available, like he wanted to. I think. Yeah, they and, were really, they were really just prodding him, though. It, yeah, it was awful. I felt bad for him, and it's like. And then, the, they, then they were like, "Oh, let us see your haircut. Take off your hat." Nah, who gives a shit? Yeah, again, I mean, John Murphy did get him to take his hat off. Anything John Murphy yeah. does. That's okay. He gets a pass. Yeah, but he still. He ain't John Waro, the one that but always still. makes press conferences longer. <laughs> you know? Anyways. That said, um, what I liked about it was the most is that Rex Ryan and Doug Whaley this week have given him an out. You know, hey, you look at what you've done. You, you look at the track record. You look at what he does in frankly shitty conditions and etc etc and what i love is you said gotta say the weather's been really nice in western new york this year it has been but you're still outside you got the swirling ones in that stadium and he had every opportunity to be to to just side with rex and whaley and, and say yeah you know i mean yada 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 and just phoning in but again, a player being real, he goes, it don't matter what I did yesterday. It don't matter what I did two years ago or this and that. It matters what I what I do now, you know, and, and I had opportunities and they've been good kicks. Now, although that means that they've been good kicks and they're not placed right, but my thing is I like that he really owned it. He's like not going to accept that, take my hand and get out of this pit. He's like, no. I'm going to own it. I got to make that. And yes, that's what you expect out of an athlete. You know, you expect them to say that, but I really like, I, I like, I felt like he had integrity when he was talking about missing kicks and, and he said it a lot, you know, they kept growing on about the extra point And he's like, look, the NFL wanted us to fail. Yeah. They wanted us to fail. They want to make it where people aren't going to the bathroom during the extra point. And guess what? People are still going to the bathroom for the extra point, and they're shocked when they don't see it. Now, it went from 99% of kicks going into 95%. Now, I know I'm not in the 95%. You know, he didn't need to say that. He didn't need to go into any of that. And the way he was acting when they started out with his hair and et cetera, et cetera, you could tell he was getting bothered, and I think they wanted, the media wanted to take it easy on him. But it's almost like... Just come out and get off your chest. You talking about it ain't cool because you're just making a, you're, you're trying, you have a good deed of breaking the ice, you know. You want to break the ice with him. He clearly feels like the biggest loser on the team. You know what I mean? And I feel for him. So it's kind of nice that he's answering these questions. And I felt the way he acted about his hair. You could tell it was uncomfortable for him. That just meant everything was genuine from Dan Carpenter's side. Yeah. And I think it kind of sucks that the media had to make him feel uncomfortable, you know, with the stupid-ass questions. 
But either way, we have different ways of dealing with people. And to close it, I'm just glad that the Bills team feels real, like really real. Not afraid to express themselves. The Rex effect, baby. And I don't give a fuck about the word shit. What did I learn? I don't care about curse words. Because I'm an adult. And guess what? I've been swearing since I was hearing the word. And now, with the internet in your hands and your kids' hands, they're going to figure it out. Just like another anything they want to figure out. But, but times ten of what we were. Kids are so much smarter Those nowadays. little shits will be calling little shits little shits in no time. Yeah. That said, we're out. Find us on numbillsfan.com. We'll see you next time. Shit can't shake shit.